put up on there, Isaiah chapter 35, Isaiah chapter 35, verses 8 through 10. Now, before I get in this message, and I, I sat there and I said, Lord, should I preach? It's getting a little bit late. Should I preach or let them all go home? He never did tell me to go home. So I'm going to assume he wants me to preach, all right? But before I do this, I want to say something to you. Isaiah prophesied in the Old Testament that the, that the people had ears, but they couldn't hear. They had eyes, but they wouldn't see. <clears throat> he talked about them being dull of hearing. Let me tell you what I've seen in 41 years of pastoring this church. That you can come to this church and it seems like they go one way or the other. Either you have a heart that receives it. And sister, I'll announce this before I leave today. I'm sorry about that. Uh, either hearts receive it or their ears get dull of hearing. I was talking to a man one time. Karen and I, first year was married down in Texas. And we was having a rent from town to town as we did the work that we were doing. And I ran the little old place, always looked for the cheapest thing I could find. And it's right beside a railroad track. I mean, right beside it. And we, first night we was laying there in bed and all of a sudden, boom, 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 but the bed started shaking. And I was like, my land, there's a train going by. I mean, literally the bed was shaking. Well, I was talking to no boy right there one day and I said, don't that train bother you? He said, I never hear it. <laughs> Did you know people live next to a train can get to where they never hear it? That don't mean the train ain't coming by. Did you know there's people? I talked to a guy one time who lived right, out, right, right next to the airport and a big old jet's come over all the time. I said, how do you sleep with all that noise? He said, I never hear it. Did you one time I, I talked to a hog farmer? I said, man, this place stinks. I mean, I can't hardly take it. He said, I don't smell nothing. He said, Reggie, what's going on? Your sensibilities can get so dull and so calloused that you can hear the preaching of the Word of God. And I'll tell you what I've seen happen in this church. Kids say here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and all of a sudden it's just preaching. They hear nothing from God. They're dulled senses to it. It's just like the train. Hey, just the train going by, they don't even think about it. It's just like the plane going by. I, hear, I can't even hear it. They don't hear nothing. They're sitting here. They cannot see anything. They cannot hear anything. And Jesus spoke about what Isaiah said. In all four Gospels, Jesus Christ repeated what Isaiah said about that generation. I submit to you this morning that we're in the same kind of generation. Where I'm telling you right now, if you don't get serious about God, I'll tell you what you're hearing will get where you don't hear no preaching. You don't hear the truth of God. You don't hear the love of God. You don't know the seriousness of the situation. I mean, eternity is like it just... It just shut it off. You don't even hear it. I want to preach today a message out of Isaiah chapter 35, verse number eight. It says this. Now, I know that the context of this chapter is the kingdom when Jesus reigns on this earth for a thousand years. But every time there's a principle there, you can apply the principle, apply the truth. He said, and highway shall be there. And a way, underline that, and a way, a highway shall be there and a way. And it shall be called, what? The way of holiness. The way of holiness. I want you to look about it this way. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. In other words, he said, listen, you just don't accidentally get on this highway to holiness, of holiness. In verse number nine, it said, no lion shall be there. Neither any ravenous beast shall go up thereupon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed, the redeemed shall walk there. The Bible said in verse number 10, listen to this. And he's talking about the highway of holiness. 
He said, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy. How many be interested in that? Everlasting Upon their heads, they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Now, the Bible teaches us Jesus in Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13, I want you, Matthew chapter uh, 7, I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 7, we'll go there later. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talked about uh, in verse number 13, the highway of holiness. And then I was going to have put up, but I ain't going to do it. We ain't got time. A album cover, and you're talking about that music back there. You probably remember ACDC. You remember it. Heavy metal. Anybody else remember it? Bon Scott, ACDC, which by the way was a, a, a sexual mess deal, talking about being bisexual because that's what there was. But on that cover there, Bon Scott, who is the head of ACDC, his lift is curled up and below that, the name of that entire album was Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. And one of the most popular rock and roll songs ever was that that type of music has been brought into the churches was called Highway to Hell. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I do not understand the demonic power that was upon that. But you can look at all those band members and you can see the smirk. You can see the emptiness. You can see the stupidity, the foolishness. But you can see the hatred for anything that was holy. These men were not interested in the highway of holiness. There are two highways in the Bible. One is the highway of holiness and the other is the highway to hell. Everybody in this church house and everybody else in the world is on one highway or the other. And I want to preach on that. And Jesus referred to that in Matthew chapter 7. He said this. He said, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And watch what it says. Many there be that go in thereat. Jesus is playing off of, as he preaches this, the doctrine of Isaiah chapter 35, that there are a highway, it talks about other places. Let me just say, first of all, I want to preach on the highway to hell, and then I'll finish up by preaching on the highway of holiness. A highway to hell is a hard road, amen? You listen to that man talk back there, I'm going to tell you something, it was nothing but misery and destruction and terribleness, and you was on the road to hell, is that not right? He was on the highway to hell, enjoying everything this world could possibly give him, and yet it was a highway to hell. By the way, the Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. Did you know, I'm going to tell you what, it's hard to just, I mean, the way of transgressor is hard. Sin's rough on you. Sin's rough on you. This week I dealt with a man whose daddy died, a drug addict, 60-some years old, and he said, Reggie, he's in such a shape. Uh, He said he just drugged all his life. Said he introduced me, his own son, to drugs. And he said, Reggie, he said he died. And he said they had to change his diaper, 67 years old. Said he got to where he didn't even know anybody was around. The drugs is so messed up his mind. Can I tell you, a highway to hell is a hard, hard road, amen. I'm going to tell you something. This world will not tell you what liquor will do to you. This world will not tell you what drugs will do to you. They won't tell you. They won't be with you in your old bedroom. Or they won't be with you at that night at your mom and dad. When you've messed yourself up immorally, immorally I am telling you, the highway, the Highway to hell is a hard, rough road. I'm telling you, anybody will tell you that that knows what they're talking about. But the devil wants you to think that's the way to go. Secondly, it's a hateful way. There's no real love on the highway to hell. Hey, I'll ask him. You think Bud Light likes you? 
Do you think Bud Light really cares about you? Do you think snuff, the people that produce snuff really like you? Do you think the beer company and you think the pot drug dealers, do you think the people that push marijuana love you? There's no love in sin. There's no love on the road to hell. And let me tell you something. You're here today and you're lost. There'd be no friends in hell. Don't you listen to the lie that, oh, I just go to hell with my friends and play cards and drink beer. No, you're not. That's a lie out of hell. You're either on the highway of holiness or on the highway to hell. Let me say thirdly that the highway to hell is a haunting road. I'll tell you, your conscience will bother you all the time. Yeah, I'll tell you what, in crime like that, you're always wondering who's going to knock on the door. You're always looking around to see if there's a cop on the road somewhere. You're always wondering whether your mom and daddy's going to find out or not what she's been doing. Your conscience is bothered. It's a haunting thing. By the way, you get older. As you get older, it haunts you for what you've done back there. How you damage people's lives. How you reproach the name of Jesus Christ. And we say it's not only a hard way and a hateful way and a haunting way. It's a heathen way. You walk and run away from God. I have no time for God. It's a heinous way. I tell you, it's wicked. It's abominable. It's evil. It's a helpless way, though, because you can't help yourself. He couldn't save himself. You can obey all the rules that the bishop tells you to. Get to hell and obeying all the rules will never save you. I'm telling you what, I'm going to give you a statement. I want you to get this, that Christ is the way to holiness but holiness is not the way to Christ. Amen. Get this down. A lot of people think that living, quote, holy will get them to Christ. It never will. Because you're trying to live in your own human holiness. But Christ, if you have Christ, he will lead you to holiness. You better get that one down, amen. Some of you kids in here, the devil's told you that all this church is about is keeping a bunch of rules and doing this and doing that. That's a lie out of hell. And you know it's a lie out of hell, but you li- you're against God. You've got to rebel his heart so you like his lies. It's not only a helpless way, you can't save yourself, but it's a hopeless way. Bible talks about those that are without hope. Bible says also that's a horrible way. Horrible way. Let me tell you something. Hell is a place of flames. Hell is a place where they're weeping, place where they're gnashing their teeth and screaming and begging and wailing before Almighty God underneath your feet right now. There are people in hell give anything in the world to be sitting where you're sitting and have another chance to be saved, but they never can get out of there. You talk about horrible to be in a place. This past couple of weeks, I burnt some big brush pile deals. Man, the old flames are leaping up, and I looked deep in that fire, and I thought, Reggie, stay on it. Stay after it. There are people that are dying and going to hell. It's not a joke. If hell's not real, I will leave my Bible on this pulpit and walk out in that door, get in my truck, and never come back to church. Because the Bible would be a lie, and Jesus would be a liar. There is a hell. And if you're on the highway to hell, you need to, what do you say? I need to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a highway to hell. Let me tell you how Jesus explained it here. By the way, you know what happened to Bon Scott? Bon Scott died of a fancy word called asphyxiation. He died, he died, choked to death on his own vomit. Have you ever studied and researched how many rock and roll people and how many Hollywood people have died choking on their own vomit? It's astounding. But oh, we can come up with a neat name called asphyxiation. I thought maybe the sick won't fix the situation. I don't know what they're doing. But what it means is they died doping themselves up, drinking themselves up, trying to get away on the highway to hell. Now, Jesus said something about the highway to hell. I'm going to preach it real fast. We'll get out of here. Number one, he said it's a wide gate. 
wide gate. You don't have to figure out no you don't specific way. Just kind of, just keep wallowing. Just keep wallowing in your sin. Just keep fiddling around with church. Just keep fiddling around with God. You're just wallowing to hell. It's a wide gate, amen. Anybody can stumble into it. It takes no intention, no purpose, no discipline, no nothing. It just waller yourself into hell. It's a wide gate. Flop around and stumble in. Just wonder it. By the way, it's an easy gate. Plenty of room. Wide gate. Secondly, Jesus said it's a broad way. That means there's room for all opinions. Let me tell you why I hate public schools. Because one of the main things they teach is pluralistic society. That we all got to come in here and in spite of all our beliefs, we all got to, you know, just kind of get along. I'm going to tell you something, that's not biblical. That is not biblical. And you're supposed to be pluralistic in this, that you're supposed to listen to their heathen ideas. You're supposed to let them teach you evolution. You're supposed to let them tell you all this garbage. Pluralistic society, you know what the world does? It applies that. The Bible has, the world has taken the word tolerance, meaning that you're supposed to tolerate some dude that thinks he's a cat sleeping in a litter box. They want you to be tolerant of some dude, some dude, some man walking in with a tutu on while trying to go in the girl's bathroom. I'm going to tell you something right now. Better never catch no man, no boy in the women's bathroom back here. You, you say, you're supposed to be a nice preacher. I'm sorry if I find you another church. I ain't very nice. I'm saved, but I ain't very nice. Amen. Amen. When it comes to that rot, God don't put up with it. I ain't putting up with it. Amen. Come on. Sickness. Broadway's got room for all opinions. Room for all manners of, of beliefs. Room for all manner of philosophies. Darwinism. Marxism. On and on it goes. They make Mahat Gandhi in schools out to be more powerful and more, a greater man than Jesus Christ. You can learn all about Mahat Gandhi at the high school, know nothing about Jesus Christ other than he's a religious figure. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Somebody needs to say it. Amen. Broad road. Amen. Broadway. Broad churches. Yeah. It don't matter. All right, just as long as you said your prayer and got dunked in the baptism while everything's good to go, go on out there and just leave your broad road life. That's not true. Amen. Jesus warned about it. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You're on the broad road. One thing about it, a lot of folks there, he said, many there be which go in there at. He said, the gate is wide, easy to get, go to hell. Broad, no trouble, got a lot of it. But he said, a lot of folks there, most folks are on the road to hell. Look over there at the ball game. Cheerleaders over there flop flopping and doing all kinds of showing their panties to everybody up in the stand. Pom pom girls. Yeah. Then get then have the audacity to come into church on Sunday morning yeah. to a holy God. Yeah. You know what was eating him up? It was the conscious of the hauntedness of, of, of a hypocritical life. Yeah, right. And it'll eat you up. Yeah. You go out there and then come in here and sit there and act like everything's lovely. Many there be. I said this morning, they're pushing transgenderism and all this perversion, but they don't push the Bible. Somebody, you know what the devil will tell you? Surely it's the right way. There's so many of them. They're tolerant of you. Why can't you be tolerant of them? No, they're not really tolerant of you if you stand up for Jesus Christ. You know better than that. Well, as long as it's not bothering me, it's okay. Would you ever think about whether it bothers God or not? It doesn't matter about whether it bothers you. Does it bother God Almighty or not? Think about that. But they're all good people. The Bible said there's none good, no, not one. 
Amen. Let me tell you, fourthly, the highway to hell leads to destruction. The devil will feed your flesh. You just ask Eve about it. Next thing she know, the devil fed her a line. Next thing you know, she's naked. The next thing you know, she's hiding from God. The next thing she knows, she's got the death sins upon her. And then the next thing she knows, she walks out in the field one day and finds her son dead, killed by her other boy. Yeah. It leads to destruction. Amen. I'm telling you what, all across this country, drugs and liquor and perversion and religion has led more people to hell than anything I know about. Yeah. You say, oh, but it won't get me. Yeah, it will. You think you're smarter than the devil. You think you're smarter than sin. And the devil will feed you the corn of immorality. And you think that's going to make you a happy person. You think he feeds you the corn of pleasure, the corn of possessions, the corn of pride and acceptance and conformity to this world and the approval of this world. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't eat the devil's corn without getting, stuck, getting caught in his trap. He'll drop the gate on you at the least time you think for. Millions have been led by the devil's corn sin into the trap of Satan and it dumped into hell and didn't know what hit him. There's an unseen enemy that's going to drop the trap door on you. You can't dance at the devil's ball without paying the fiddler. The highway to hell, you're on it today. You do not know when the road will run out. I want you to notice quickly before we go to the highway of holiness that God, where Jesus gave the context of this highway about. It was in Matthew chapter 7, 15 that he warned the false prophets. Why did he say that right after that? Because false prophets are leading more people to hell than all the drugs and liquor there ever was. The Pope is a false prophet. You say, you make me mad. I'm sorry. You need to get me mad. You see, you need to wake up. I'm going to tell you something right now. Preachers that will not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the substitutionary sacrificial shed blood of Jesus Christ, and those that tell you to go to heaven if you be good enough and keep paying money here to church, they're, they're greasing your slide to hell. Amen. By the way, then you go on down the chapter, guess what it is in, in, in verse 21 through 23. There was, he said there a lot of people said, oh, we did this and we cast out devils and we did this, we did that. And then God says what? Depart from me. What? I never knew you. I never knew you. You know what shocks me when I listen to his testimony? How close that man came to going to hell. You could have been on that machine and got hurt and killed in that cornfield. You could have been hurt about anywhere. I'm telling you right now, it's the mercy of God that we're not burning in hell today. We are so wicked. We are so vile. The Bible said, oh, I'm not as bad as them guys. The Bible said, comparing yourselves with, among yourselves, you're not wise. I'm going to tell you to compare yourself to Jesus Christ. The Bible said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know what that means? You don't measure up. I'm telling you right now, Jesus gave that story, that teaching in the context of false prophets and false professors who claimed that they knew the Lord but did not. Now I want to talk to you about the highway of holiness and we'll get out of here. In Isaiah chapter 35, it talked about a way, the way of holiness. Jesus said in John 14, 6 this, listen to it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come to the Father but by me. You say, what is the highway of holiness? First, let me tell you something that's high. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what, you won't be, long, you won't be a, living down the low land and the gutter life if you're walking with God on the highway to holiness. Amen. Secondly, it's holy. 
It's a way of love, amen. I'm going to tell you, I like the sweet love of God, amen. I'm glad to call him my sweet Savior, amen. He's sweeter than a rose of Sharon. Fair, I tell you right now, he's lily among the valley. He's the fairest among 10,000. If you knew Jesus Christ this morning, I'd say you'd say it's a highway. He said, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your ways. He'll take you up out of the gutter, amen. I'm glad he reached down the pit of sin and hypocrisy. Brother Miller, I was almost identical to you except they couldn't catch me. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh at that one. Oh, listen to me. I'm talking about the fact of this, that I'm saying this, that God will lift you up out of the pit and he'll lift you up and set you on the solid rock, amen. Give you a reason for living. Put joy in your heart. It is a highway to holiness. It is a holy way. Of I tell you what, I like that old song. Yeah, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. For the Lord, I didn't do it myself. The Lord made a change in me. Oh, the snuff I used to snuff, I don't snuff no more. The bud I used to drink, I don't bud. The the pornography I used to watch, I don't watch no more. The hate I used to feel, I don't hate no more. The bitterness I used to have, I'm not bitter anymore. For the Lord made a change in me. You know what happened to him in that jail cell? The Lord made a change in him. All the rules of the bishop was thrown out the window, amen. Maybe, Maybe it was flushed down the toilet, who knows? But I'm going to tell you something right now. The highway of holiness is high and it's holy. But I'm going to tell you something. It'll separate you from this world. You get on that track with God. Brother Terry, I'll tell you what. They're going that way. I'm going this way. Amen. We're not even traveling the same direction. Amen. Brother, I'm going to tell you. Separated from the world under Christ. Abstain from all appearance of evil, the Bible said. But it's not only a highway and a holy way. It is a honoring way. I tell you what, we ought to honor the Lord. Amen. Uh, highway of holiness. You're on that road. What you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're living, it'll honor God. Amen. It will honor the devil. It'll honor the Lord. How many saints that? Is that, is that right? Say amen right there. Amen. amen. It'll honor God. You need to ask yourself, is what I'm about to do, is it honoring the Lord? Because the highway of holiness is a highway that honors God. Amen. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll make you want to honor God with how you live, how you think, how you talk, your attitude, everything about you, amen. But no, is it a highway and a holy way and an honor way? It's a happy way, amen. I tell you what, I ain't seen many happy sinners. I've seen them get drunk and think they're happy for a while and then puke it out and roll over. And oh, but I'll tell you what, I've never regretted sitting with Jesus as my Savior that night. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, the Bible said, if he be reproached for Christ, happy are ye. I'm going to tell you something right now. I am, oh, Jesus said, Reggie, do you have any burdens? Reggie, do you have any griefs? Do you have any sorrow? Yes, I do, but I read on Isaiah. 53 where it said surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrow and so there's some days brother brother Dodge I have to say Lord I tell you I can't carry this grief today I gotta give Jesus my grief and some days brother Lonnie I can't carry the sorrow and I say God would you carry my sorrow I would tell you just like he said while ago he said his yoke is easy his burden is light amen I tell you the happiest day you'll ever have in your life is when you give up the game thought the 
white flag. Say, God, I'm a wicked sinner. I ought to be in hell. But God, I believe Jesus died for me and shed his blood for me. I tell you, come up here. Oh, Uncle Buddy Robinson, he's walked into an old Arbor, Brush Arbor Revival one night and he said, I had a pack of cards and a fifth of whiskey and my pistol. And he said, the Holy Ghost reached out and got me by the back of the head and drug me. He said, it wasn't nobody else. He said, the Holy Ghost, I tried to find him. I couldn't see him. Amen. But he said, you're a sinner and you're headed to hell and you need to get on the highway to holiness. Uncle Bud said, I went up there and I fell on my knees. He said, God, I don't even know what to say. I just know I'm a sinner. And he said, Lord, would you save me? And he said, there's a little still voice said, yeah, I will, but I want you to throw them cards on the altar and give them to God. Well, he said, Lord, are you sure about it? I need to give up my cards? Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, the highway of holiness is a highway of repentance. He said, lay them deck of cards on the, well, he said, Lord, if I lay the deck of cards on there, I can't cheat people out of money no more. That's right. You came up here, you want to get on the highway to heaven? You want to get on the highway to holiness? Lay them cards. So he said, I laid my cards on the de- altar. He said, then the, the, the Lord said, buddy, he said, lay that fifth of whiskey on the altar. Oh, he said, everybody will see it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Did you know? Hey, I want to show you something. You get born again, the spirit of God, get filled with the spirit of God. That man would have never told you that he watched pornography, did drugs, went out on his wife, unfaithful marriage, yep. he always hiding it, right? Yeah. Tell you, who was it spilled the beans on you? His nephew, when he fired him, he got back at him by telling his wife and the bishop what he was doing. But I want to tell you something. You can get freed from that. Yeah. That's past, amen. Yeah. And Uncle Buddy said, I laid down, took that fifth of whiskey and I looked around, I laid that fifth of whiskey on the altar. And then they said, the Lord said, buddy, he said, I want that gun. <laughs> I've thought about that this morning, getting ready to preach this. Lord, I got one on. Do you want my gun? <laughs> and he said, I took my pistol. And he said, I laid it on the bed. See, when I did that, he said, the glory fell. He said, all the stuff I was hanging on to, the stuff I didn't want to let go of. He said, when I gave it to God, he said, there was a joy bell from heaven started ringing and set my soul free. And I didn't care what anybody thought about me or knew about me. I was saved. Amen. And you know what he said? I felt like I felt like I weighed about three pounds heading out of church. How many of those that you got saved? You just like you just skipping out of church. Amen. And he said, I got out there and he said, the stars started twinkling. You're saved. You're saved. He said, I looked over to the moon and he said, you're saved. You're saved. Amen. He said, I laid down in bed that night and said, the bullfrogs out there going, you're saved. You're saved. You're saved. He said, all of God's creation said, you're saved. You're saved. You're saved. You're on the road to heaven. Amen. You've gotten off that road to hell. Amen. i tell you something right now. I ain't never going to get over it. I don't want to get over it. Amen. I'm having a happy time on the highway of holy. You say, Red, you ain't very holy. I know that, but he's holy lives in me. Amen. He's my holiness. It's not Reg Kelly's good doings. It's he that lives in me is holy. Amen. Woo, Brother Jerry. I'm glad I got on the highway to holiness. Got off that highway to hell. Amen. But not only is it a happy way, boy, I tell you what, it's a healthy way. I'm talking about spiritual healthy. 
Your mind's at ease. You sleep. You ain't worried about dying. You know where you're going. It's kind of like eating dinner. Said, don't put your fork up. The best is coming yet, amen. Uh, What's that pie like, honey? Coconut cream pie. Heaven's ahead of us. The best is yet to come, folks. If you think it's good being saved down here, wait till we get to glory land. I'm telling you, it's your healthy way. By the way, it'll even affect your physical health, I believe. You quit worrying, you won't have so many ulcers. I tell you, you won't have to pop so many pills. Your mental health will be better. Your emotional health will be better. But it's a harvest road. God says, I'm going to let you help me work in my vineyard. And tell you what, all these years, I've been uh, heading down the highway of holiness and throwing the seed of the gospel out and every once in a while some fruit will come up. Amen. And boy, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be a happy day to meet all the people that we've helped send to the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. You can harvest. You can have a purpose. You can have a meaning to your life. I'll tell you, it's the airway. You talking about, I'm not talking about A-I-R, I'm talking about H-E-I-R. Because I'm heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Good land of living. I'm going to inherit the earth. The meat shall inherit the earth. Amen. i tell you something, brother. Uh, brother Carr, by the way, happy birthday. What's your anniversary? Your birthday? Your birthday. How old are you now? 60. Boy, you're just a pup. Amen. That's what we say when we're 70. But anyway, boy, I'm going to tell you something. I forgot what I was preaching about. <laughs> preaching about how we, where am I? Oh, air. Someday, me going to hurt you. Someday God's going to give us that ranch in the Rockies. Amen. I'm going to tell you what God said. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I believe I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to be like old Caleb and Joshua. And right? There's only two got to enter in in that generation. And oh, oh, what it was old Caleb said, Lord, I'll give you that mountain. I'll tell you something I believe we can do it in the millennial reign. And I said, Lord, I'll tell you, I want to patch your property kind of like Ozarks. And I'd like to have about 10,000 acres and four angels to plow the mule with. Amen. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something right now. The best is yet to come because I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. It's on the highway to holiness. No, hey, did you ever think about this? No taxes, no insurance. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> no sickness. No flu, no COVID, no snot. Hey, Brother Danny, what'd you tell me a handkerchief was? Cold storage. Huh? Cold storage. I I walked into church. I said, how you doing, Brother Danny? He said, oh, kind of pretty good. And he sounds a little bit sinusy, you know. And he said, do you know what a handkerchief is? I said, no, I don't know why I'm telling you. He said, it's cold storage. If you want to hear a wild joke, just talk to him. I don't know where he gets them all that. But I want to tell you something. There'll be no coals up in glory land. Amen. But I'll tell you something. It's a heroic way. I'll tell you what. You can't be a coward and a sissy and get on the highway to holiness and everybody going the other way. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. You've got to stand up for something. I'm glad God put something in me worth. i got something worth standing up for in this life. Amen. And it's, it's the home way. I'm going home. Amen. I'll tell you not only is it a highway to holiness, but it's an humble way. I'll tell you they ain't the cocky and the proud. Don't tread therein. Amen. I'll tell you the lowly before the Lord. He said meek and lowliness. God says I honor the humble. It's an humble way because we didn't earn it, amen. We didn't deserve it, but God gave it to us by his grace. And so I'm humble, walking on the highway of holiness. But what did Jesus say about that in our text? First of all, he said it's straight. He said the way is straight. S-T-R-A-I-T, not S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. Something like that. 
straight. To get the idea, you need to understand the old timers put them in a straight jacket. Now what in the world is it said the straight gate? You read Pilgrim's Progress, you'll find out about all this. What's it? it said to enter it, strive to enter it, the straight gate. You know what that is? That is a gate that is so tight that you can't take your baggage with you on. You got to get some junk off you, amen, before you step through the gate because it ain't a fitting through there. Somebody says, well, quit smoking cigarettes, save my soul. No, it won't. Somebody says, can I chew tobacco and still go to heaven? Probably so, but you have to go to hell to spit, B.R. Lincoln said. <laughs> Remember what it said? Holiness is not the way to Christ. Christ is the way to holiness. Amen. Don't you get that mixed up? You'll become a hypocrite and self-righteous. Nobody stand you. God too. But I'll tell you, it's a straight gate. What it speaks of is repentance. There's some things you cannot bring with you on the highway of holiness. I'm telling you, there's some attitudes, there's some pride, there's some hate, there's some things that you used to do. God says you've got to drop that. This is godly sorrow and repentance. And God says, I'll meet your sufficiency. You leave that behind. And then he said, secondly, it's a narrow way. Somebody says, oh, you're narrow-minded. I want to be just as narrow as this King James Bible. Amen. 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 Jesus said, I am the way, the way, narrow, neither by any other man shall we be saved. There's none other name given among heaven whereby we must be saved. Heaven is a narrow road. What does that mean? It means that you're going to not have much company. Because he said, few there be that enter in therein. Everybody wants to go to church once in a while. You know, not meet somebody they can do business with, you never know. Everybody wants to go to church a while, they might take up, you know, you never know. I mean, might help me have a few friends, I'm kind of lonely. If you're going to church just be lonely, that's not the right reason. I like the fellowship. But I'm going to tell you something right now. The Bible speaks of holy men and the Bible speaks of holy women. I got to read my Bible this week. In 1 Peter chapter 3, you know what I'm talking about in holy women? It mentions three things. Hair, jewelry, and dress. <laughs> I thought that's funny. That's what they're all concerned about. <laughs> Spend the world. He, you know, he, said, he said holy women that outward adornment, adornment. Yeah. do not worry about that. Boy, if I was to preach this, the hair would come off the top of your head. Because God told about it in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 3. But I'm going to tell you something right now. He said, holy women vote. He said, they're modest, chaste, obedient to their own husband. Yeah. I mean, listen to me. Do you know why preachers won't preach on the headship of the home and the father? Because they got too many Jezebel sitting in the church that hate them and, 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 and I mean give them, give them hell. You listen to me this morning. Holy women. You, know, you go back in and read about Hebrews 12, Hebrews chapter 11. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you something, boy, you preachers, I want to tell you something right now. If I was you, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't preach another message till I knew God had fell on me. I'm, I'm trying to preach another message and I ain't going to do that. I've got to quit. It's a narrow way. You ain't going to have a lot of friends. 
Can I tell you something? Just like he said, you're going to lose some family. You're going to lose some friends. You're going to lose some, quote, brethren. You get ready for it. Some of you men decide, you know what? I'm going to get on highway holiness. I'm going to obey the word of God. I'm going to be a man, like God says. Not, not a macho, not an idiot. Some of you women decide, you know what? I want to be a holy woman of God because I know that's God's will for me. So I'm going to read the Bible. Whatever it says, I'm going to lovingly and kindly and gladly do it. But can I want to tell you that? When that happens, when you decide to do that, I used to tell people, I used to have people say, Reggie, you used to be a nice guy until you started preaching. I was everybody's buddy, Brother Carr. I'm honest with you. I knew how to be everybody's buddy. Let me tell you how sorry I was. I could go into any situation and quickly adjust to what it was. So I would not be rejected, those people. But I want to tell you, when God saves you, puts you on the highway of holiness, yes. Yes. and you don't cave and you don't cower it in, right. there'll be times when they say, well, well nothing to do with him. Brother Luke, I don't think, Luke, are you here today? I don't think he's here today. Luke here while, quite a while back said, Reggie, I was asking a guy about you, something, you come up to conversation. He said, well, he said, Kelly, he's gun barrel straight. I'll give him that, but say he's just a religious fanatic. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. You get on the highway of holiness, obedience to God, and there's your life. There are going to be people cut you off, shut you down. They don't want to around you. I want to give you something this morning. Get a hold of this. In the book of Acts, when that early church started out, they were walking so holy that the Holy Spirit of God would let the leadership of the church know when somebody was lying like a dog, putting on the dog. God wanted purity in the church. <clears throat> that church was so walking so holy with God, listen to this, that none durst join himself to them. They don't want to be connected to the church because of what it stood for. You listen to me. I've been preaching having a good time. But you get on this highway of holiness, you're going to lose some people. And if you don't cave and cower down to them, you're going to lose them. Come on. Oh, Uncle Buddy, oh, oh, B.R. Lincoln said a preacher came up to him one time. He said, man, I got saved. So I started preaching. He said, man, he said, boy, a lot of people don't like, he said, I, I, I'm losing all my friends. He said, no, they're losing you. You didn't walk away from them. They walked away from you. And he said, if you come out clean for Jesus Christ and you surrender all to him, they'll cut you off. You don't have to worry about You don't have to worry about that. You take a stand for Jesus Christ where you're at and what you're doing in your life. I'll just be honest with you. We're the most hated church in this country. I'm glad you're here. You just being here says something. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a narrow way. It's a less traveled way. Sometimes the only company you're going to have is him. But he's plenty. Sometimes there ain't going to be nobody else on the road with you. My heart right now, in my heart, if I could reach out to all of us, but especially to the young people, as you start getting into 13 and 14 and 15 and 16, 18 years old, and you're going to feel pulled. You're going to feel that pull of wanting to be accepted, wanting to be approved. And, and so you're going to start making decisions. But if you don't go with that, you stay on the highway of holiness, they're not going to be around you. 
I watch you boys, and I'm proud of you. And I'm thankful for you. You're an encouragement to me. I watch some of you young ladies, and I'm telling you, I really appreciate you. I didn't say you were sinless. I didn't say you didn't struggle. But I want to encourage you today, we just stay on the highway to holiness. Amen. Don't try to accommodate. Let me tell you something. After they've got you to do everything they want you to do, they will spit on you. And they'll cut your throat and leave you wallowing in your own blood in the ditch of this world. They could care less about you after they've expended you. Hugh Hefner started Playboy magazine, and he paid Marilyn Monroe a million dollars to, to propose naked in the, one of his issues. And that's what set his world on fire, made him a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And I'll tell you what she did. She took a bottle of pills and fell down beside her bed, wrote a note and said it wasn't worth it. And she died in her vomit. You listen to me. Do you think Hugh Hefner cares about all the women he ruined? Do you think he cares about the men whose marriages he busted up and split up? He could care less about you. He doesn't care if you die and go to hell. You're in a church this morning where at least we care where you're going to spend eternity at. We're not lying to you that if all you can do this and do that, and it'll be great and you'll be lovely. No, no, no. The wages of sin is still death. Amen. And you are not good. But in this church, in this very church this morning, there are people who are trying to walk the way of holiness. And you're being pulled by other people in this church. There are young people that are pulling on you. And you're, you're saying by your very countenance, I don't want it that way. Amen. And I understand. I understand your flesh. But let me tell you about the holy way at least to heaven. What highway are you on this morning? I want the pianist to come. I want to ask you right now. I want you, I want you to look at me. The old boy said, lift your head up. We're not praying yet. I want you to look at me. I want to ask you, what highway are you on? Before God Almighty today, what highway are you really on? Whose favor do you want? Whose approval are you after? What do you do? Out of sight of your parents or the church or your wife or your husband. Or if you think you're out of the sight of God. What highway are you on? Let me say this to you this morning. I wrote this down at 2 o'clock this morning. There are two roads. And there are only two roads. And you cannot be on both at the same time. And which road are you really on? You see, Reggie... I'm on the road to hell. How did I get off this road? Let me just tell you as simple as I know. Stop right now. Just stop where you're at. Turn around. And the moment you turn around, I believe with all my heart that the good shepherd will come running at you. He's just waiting for you to stop and turn around. He'll be like the father who saw the prodigal son coming home. He will run to meet you. And he'll throw his arms around you. You can't put yourself on the highway to holiness. Only God can. Come back to God. Listen, don't be scared of repentance. It's prerequisite to the work of salvation. You, know, you don't get on the highway way. It's straight. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, his gospel, that he suffered for you, shed his blood for you, died for you, was buried and rose again to give you eternal life. Come to Christ today. 
I want to ask you right now, before God Almighty, what road are you on? I am so grateful. I'm probably the wickedest guy in this church, but I'm saved and I know it. Amen. And I'm so grateful that God put me on the highway to holiness. Not some holiness of me, but the holiness of God. Yes. And I want to tell you something. He put a new song in my heart. Yes. Even praise unto his lips. He made my life glad. He made my life full. You listen to me. I've had a thousand occupations and only two or three of them's ever worked. I did auctions for 47 years. I sold cattle in Missouri, Arkansas, all over Kansas. I've done as many as five dispersals one day. I was probably one of the most blessed auctioneers that maybe ever lived in southern Missouri. I don't know. I feel that God blessed me so. But you listen to me. I could have been successful at that and died and went to hell. Nothing you're ever going to own, you're ever going to accomplish, nothing you're ever going to be will substitute for salvation. And I'm telling you right now, we're not preaching a bunch of rules. We're preaching a Redeemer. He's a person. And he lives inside. And he's real. And this morning I'm going to give an invitation. But what I ask you to do, would you do this. Would you be honest with yourself? Would you ask yourself an honest question today? I don't care how long you've went to church here. It has nothing to do with it. Or maybe you're sitting here and like I warned before, like Jesus said, you've got ears, but you're not even here now. You've got eyes, but you cannot see into eternity. I'm going to ask you to make a decision to get off the highway to hell and get on the highway of holiness with the Lord. I am so afraid that American churches are leading people to a profession of faith and basically saying nothing has to change. You still go your direction you're going. Let us bow our heads together in prayer. As the pianist begins to play, I want to ask you something. In the honesty of your heart today, can you say with the truthfulness of God? David said of God, behold thou, God desires truth and in reports. Can you honestly say, Reggie, by the grace and mercy of God, I am on the highway of holiness. I am on the straight and the narrow way. I'm not sinless. That's why I needed a savior. But Reggie, God redeemed me and he put me on the road to heaven. Would you reach up to heaven this morning with your hand and say, Father, thank you. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for redeeming me. Praise him today that he saved you, that you're off that road to hell. You may put them down. I wonder how many people here today say, you know what, Reg? Down in my heart, my spirit, my heart knows I'm not on the highway to wholeness. I'm honestly on the highway to hell. I've never been regenerated. There's never been a new person, a new man created. Listen to me. Get over your religion this morning. Get over it. Stop it. Quit banking everything. Quit, quit thinking about other people and all this stuff. Stop it. When you come to judgment, it's just going to be you and God. Yeah. 
How many people have said here this morning, we're going to get in just a minute and I'm going to give you an invitation to come and cry out to God and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. But how many people say, Reggie, honest truth before God, I'm not on the road to holiness, highway to holiness. I'm not saved. I'm on the road to hell. And at least I know it. And at least I'd say, pray for me during this time of invitation. I don't want to go to hell. I want to have Jesus as my savior. Would you slip your hand up and say, Reggie, pray for me as we give this invitation in just a moment. Hand of height. God bless you. I see that little hand. I see that little hand back there. Is there another hand anywhere in that building? Hands up. Yes. Yes, God bless you back there. Appreciate your honesty so much. Another hand. Appreciate your honesty there. Anybody else? I'm on the road to hell. I need Christ. I want to get off that road this morning. I'll stop right here this morning, January the 7th. Would you raise your hands and preacher, pray for me. Preacher, pray for me. Yes. I'm on the highway to hell. I'm gonna ask you a question, an old, old question. If you were to die right now, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven based upon the Word of God? Are you 100% sure right now if you died, you had the assurance that the Bible said the Spirit itself beareth witness our spirit that we're the children of God. Would there be another hand anywhere before I close this time of prayer and we have an invitation? Are there those here today that say, Reggie, I'm saved, but I'll be honest with you, I've gotten in a ditch. I've gotten in a ditch, I see that hand. Pray for me. I see that hand. Any other hands? I see that hand. God bless you there and God bless you there. I love you. I'm not up here for any other reason. I love you. Anybody else? Pray for me. God bless you, young lady. I see that hand there. Somewhere else. Now here's what's going to happen. I'm going to have you stand just a moment. I'm going to pray. And as quick as I say amen, I want you, or even before, I want you to head out of there. Don't you give the devil five seconds to stop you from getting right with God today. Would you do that? Father in heaven, you've seen these hands. And Lord, I promise these people I'd pray for them. And God, with all my heart, I'm praying right now that you'd help them to come to Christ today and get on the highway of holiness. Oh God, today I pray for those who are resting upon a false profession. And God, they know, they know their life does not bear witness of, of the road that they're on being holy. God, there may be those today that's been trapped in a false religion and they think that they're trying to be holy to get to Christ and it's not working. God, loosen from that bondage of religion and law today and legalism, I pray. God, help these people today that raise their hands. God, give them victory in Jesus today as they yield their life to thee. In Jesus' name, let's stand. The Bible said, if thou shalt confess thy sin, he'll faithful and just to forgive us. Would you come as Van sings this morning? You come. Do